Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. You're listening to Local Listens. You're listening to Local Listens. Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Local Listens. Hello, hello, my friends. Today, I am joined by a very, very special being. She is the goddess of Tetris. And let me explain first. She has quite an interesting story. She's 35 years old, East Indian. And yes, friends, she is a goddess. She hosts her own podcast series called the Goddess Grill Sessions, which I'm really excited to learn more about today. And as her name indicates, she loves Tetris. So we're definitely going to talk a little bit about Tetris I'm sure there's a lot of interesting stories about that special game. And although she's a first-generation American-born, her culture is very tied into Hinduism, which is a very important culture to the goddess of Tetris. And one thing that you should know about her is that she has a solo adults-only OnlyFans page. And that's very interesting. That's something that I am very unfamiliar with, but it would be cool to talk to someone who's doing it to learn more and perhaps break certain stigmas around that type of thing. She's an old soul. She's very spiritual. She likes to inspire others to become sexually empowered. And she's also a great advocate for self-love. Her family, her kitties are very important to her. She's a huge fan of Simon Green, Bonobo, and the dream in, the dream interview that she would always want is with Bonobo. I'm sure we can manifest that sometime. She loves dancing, <laughs> romance, erotica, creating art, learning more about topics, especially mental health and being a voice for the voiceless, supporting others however she can. She is the woman, the myth, the legend, the goddess of Tetris. Welcome to the Local Listens podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. You are so welcome. And that was a really fun intro. You sent me a lot of great information. There's so much that I want to ask you. But first, for the ritual question on the Local Listens podcast, we must begin with this. When did you start to speak your truth? Ah, that's a great question. And my comes in like so many different layers mm. and forms and you know I was a first generation American born Indian like you mentioned but I think it's really important to mention that my family is from Fiji Islands mm. and the reason why it's so important to mention that is the Fijian Indian subculture differs greatly from the India Indian subculture Um, But I was raised in a very traditional household, very cultured household. And honestly, I did not feel like I fully live my truth, Mm. live life the way I want to. I still, you know, I still, there are some aspects that I don't share with mom or share with the family. Honestly, until I was about 33. Um, I know that's a very long time, but it is uh, quite the journey trying to find the median between your cultural and traditional world and between your new American modern world. Mm. So 33 years. 
33. Better late than never. And that, and that's a very special age to to go through a type of awakening process for sure. And it's interesting. You kind of reminded me of a totally different culture, but let's use them as an example. Are you familiar with the Amish and the Rumspringer tradition? So I am so familiar with Amish, Rumspringer. I am not, and I would love love to know the tradition. Okay, so you know the uh, the the Amish live without modern tech, and they you know they live closely with animals, close to nature, and then at a certain point in their childhood, uh, they have Rumspringer, where the the Amish children can go out to the modern world and experience what what that's like, and then they can choose to come back to the traditional world or they can stay in that modern world. So it's really interesting because your story reminds me of perhaps an Amish person who has experienced this split where they have one foot in the traditional world and then they're slowly experiencing and stepping their toes into this other side of reality, which is very much uh, could be a catalyst for some type of awakening or some type of drama in the family perhaps i mean have there been moments of struggle between you and your family has it been has it been easy for you to uh become the goddess of tetris or was this like a very difficult process for you what would you say oh, that's a really good question and a really good comparison and contrast the tradition you mentioned with the amish um it it was very hard and growing up you know, you're 11, 12 years old, you're reaching adolescence mm. and you want to wear what the other girls are wearing. You want to do kind of what everyone else is doing. And you go home and present these ideas to your family. For instance, at 12 years old, I couldn't go to a dance. Mm. Um, you know, um, I couldn't wear let's see 12 years old is like about 1998 back then so <laughs> bell bottoms had just come back in nice. style and back. i really wanted to wear those so bad to school because all you know other girls are wearing them and right. uh, i couldn't do that um i now as an adult truly understand and realize and appreciate what my parents did they didn't want me to lose my culture they didn't want mm. me to go completely American, even though I'm born in America, I am Indian, you know, and I, I will always be Indian. And I, I know that they really wanted me to preserve uh, culture and language like Hindi is my first language. Mm. Um, so growing up, I did kind of feel a bit silenced after presenting certain ideas to my parents at a young age and them not um, being open. Mm. I kind of, you know, I, I did kind of keep some thoughts to myself and this may sound silly but in my head I would kind of fantasize about being able to do what everybody else could do right like go to the school dances and like mm. the show seventh heaven came out around that time yep, yep. <laughs> and I remember seeing uh one of the little girls 14 year olds and a boy you know a guy coming to her door mm. and taking her out on a date and I thought wow what must that be like mm. to be able to, to do that? Because the things like that were out of the question. Things like your female friends calling you on the phone. Mm. You know, the focus was always, you need to focus on education. You need to, I, I will say, as I got older, you know, my, uh, my mom became less strict, more understanding. Nice. But I definitely, it wasn't until my, my 20s, I would say, mm. um, it was 
really hard, but at the same time, I wouldn't go back and change it. I wouldn't go I back and that. change it. Yeah. 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 See, those uh, challenges, those struggles really do define us. And it's it's incredible because in your answer, I can definitely sense that romance is something that you that you highly value. Like you brought up Seventh Heaven and I know sitcoms in the 90s are not always like the real authentic representation of romance but still that's what we would have as kids seeing these people on tv falling into love and um you know developing stronger feelings for each other and i'm curious when your parents uh you know when you're growing up and you're um starting to talk to boys in high school and things like this when did you start to realize that you had to rebel like and i don't want to say this as a question that's like you know, going against your culture, because I do want to recognize um, how incredible Hinduism is. But I do want to ask you about this rebellious feeling that you've had uh, since childhood. Sure, sure. And honestly, I never did rebel Interesting. Um, until I was, I would say about 19, 20 years old. Okay. But in high school, I was a good little Indian girl. You know? <laughs> awesome. In my mind, you mm-hmm. mentioned romance. I am a hopeless romantic to the point where I think something's almost wrong with me mm. <laughs> because I I just, perhaps it was the television or the Disney movies, but ever since I was like five, I've just been this hopeless romantic, hopeless romantic thought. I did not, however, act on any of it until I was about 20. Um, mm. You know, my dad did unfortunately pass away at a young age at 14. Um, so it was just mom and mom really, really just wanted me to focus on education. Right. Right. You know, around 20 years old, I feel like my mom started opening up a little bit Mm. and, um, I still didn't tell her everything, what kid does tell their parents, everything, Mm. or what early adult does tell their parents, everything. And I still don't, um, but I, I was becoming more open, like, Hey mom, you know, check out that hot guy. At Starbucks right, or right. Something. <laughs> and instead of her going, what are you doing? You know, she'd kind of go, yeah. You know? Nice. So, okay. okay. Yeah. I did. I did hide a lot of my relation, my mom, um, because in our culture, mm. I'm speaking of the man-made culture, not necessarily the religion. Of oh, okay. That's an important distinction for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, because it can so easily be confused between mm. the two, but it's, you're not really supposed to back then, especially date and, you know, the one you bring home, the guy you want mom to meet, that better be the guy you marry. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't truly introduce her to many people. And then as I got a little older, I got a little braver, you know, 25, a little braver, 28, a little braver, um, at 35, almost 36, I still am, (laughs) I still (laughs) am scared of my mom. Respect's a big factor in, Mm. in our culture. Um, but I am so much more open with her especially in the realm of like romance and, and mm. guys, you know? Interesting. Interesting. So I want to bring up a couple of points and then ask you this next question, which is going to be 
hopefully very open-ended so you can kind of do with it whatever comes up for you so first when you talk about your mother which is a really beautiful story how you um, were both able to open up to each other and I, I do recognize that fear of parents and respect of parents go hand in hand no matter what culture you're you're from it's just the fact of like authority and fear but like not a fear like being terrorized but more of the fear of like I don't want to disappoint my my parents because I respect them so much now this this next question uh I want to ask you about what came first the goddess or Tetris because they they fit together in such a very cool way so, and I'm so sorry uh, you froze up oh, just no worries, for a no second. Worries. I heard the ending of it where you said Tetris. Right. Okay. I didn't get the first part of it. No worries. So yeah, editing is magical. So let me uh, <laughs> let me say this. Uh, <laughs> so what came first, goddess or Tetris? Now, obviously, you probably grew up studying the goddesses and the gods and the whole cast of uh, wonderful characters in Hinduism, but. How does Tetris play in and how do they begin to, to merge in your own personal life? That's a great question. I love that question. Played Tetris since I was about like seven or eight, you know, mm. very old game came out on the Commodore 64. Um, I've only played pretty much two versions mm. that this, this, this free it's like a free Tetris.org real simple. You mm. can't do much with it. You can't like, whole blocks or do spins or any of this fancy stuff that tetris players do now right. um and then i went from that to tetris effect which is what i battle now have you played tetris effect i have not so i've played like some of the classic versions and i'm also a big fan of the uh tetris music i think it's like a really cool theme um but no i i've not played this version but i am interested because not only um so not only do you run an only fans but you also stream the uh you know tetris battles as you call them on on twitch right you're a twitch streamer as well yes yes i am i am and um you know going back to what you're saying um upon starting streaming which was two years ago i grabbed a selfie stick i grabbed my phone and i saw twitch and i just immediately related twitch to gaming Mm. the only game i've ever been good at and ever really enjoyed is tetris i've obsessively played tetris (laughs) i asked you if you if you uh watch or if you played tetris effect because of the music and the visuals it's like getting stoned and playing tetris effect that is like my thing it's like you're not it's like you're not (laughs) i gotta try that sometime yeah yes you should (laughs) let me know when you're streaming next (laughs) yes yes um so i named myself tetris goddess originally Mm. and it changed goddess of tetris because i lost two accounts that's another Mm. long story but uh i because i thought as a twitch streamer i need to be connected to gaming Mm. but i like to do a lot of things and i've had you know kind of people say hey tetris you should stick to one thing Mm. and i'm like but i love talking i love playing tetris so I love not being just playing Tetris. You're no, and I'm just like okay. I, I love people and I love you know sensuality and it's just like so I just did it all. Hmm. So the goddess I would say came first. Okay, and then I kind of immersed into the, the Tetris <laughs> and just threw it all together. And you nice. know here I am. Here nice. I am. Okay, so let me ask you this: you brought up a couple points 
about um i guess you could say you were shadow banned or you were canceled or you know something happened to those earlier accounts so what was your initial reaction and then like how did you respond because obviously you did not give up and you've been very successful and i've seen you um you know you were on sam tripoli's zero podcast which uh would be a cool conversation to talk about what that was like but first of all just tell me you got shadow banned. Uh, I can kind of assume why, but would you like to tell the uh, story of what of what really happened? I'd love to tell the story because I think it's it's important. Yeah. Um, I when I started streaming, you know, I didn't know how to set things up. Mm-hmm. Still, don't really know much. I mean, I can just all yeah. I I can, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can get Tetris on there now, and that's it. But I was on my phone, um, and I was wearing lingerie like a but a baby doll type which differs greatly from just kind of showing everything you know I I showed cleavage and I love romance novels you know I write romance stories too and so yeah so I you know I'm gonna read out of my romance novel Mm. and I became affiliate very quick um and then the shadow ban occurred right on that and I felt very devastated one of my main um you know main devastations and main frustrations was i couldn't understand why i was shadow banned right yet there are so many other amazing beautiful women that show a lot more skin than i did at that time if i was going against the rule sure i will fully admit Right. Sure. Right. Reading romance novels in your laundry on the couch. Okay, sure. But these other people were doing the same thing. Yeah. So I, I just couldn't understand. Mm. And there's no hate to the women who do that. Right, right. My my bone to pick with this Twitch. This is why, Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Why is a woman allowing a bikini and she's making you guys tons of money? You know, I and I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And mm. I felt so devastated because I kept writing to them and they just, it was like an automated response. It was mm. as if no one was actually reading. And I kept thinking, I love streaming. I want to keep up with it. Mm. So I thought, Hey, create an IG account and jump on IG live. Um, it was hard because Twitch allows you to get income, you know, mm. and, and, and you're, you're and you have like a certain audience on Twitch but I knew I didn't want to give up mm. and I did keep writing to Twitch. And one day, one time I got an, an answer that there was somewhere, somewhere along the lines of it should fix itself. Literally. <laughs> Very and, <helpful. laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I started doing Tetris battles and a shadow ban on Twitch is so detrimental because no one can see you. They don't right. get notified when you're on. And yesterday, almost two years later, um, I did a Tetris battle and everybody there was like, Tetris, you're no longer shadow banned. Yeah. And, oh, yes. congrats. Like Two my years friends, later. Yeah. My friends on IG created a little hashtag that said free te- Tetris, free, you know? Free Tetris. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it, I, I, I appreciate you asking that and mm. bringing up that I didn't give up because I would love for other people to take away, like, you will come across discrepancies you will come across um you know problems Mm. but you have to just keep going if that's what you want to do and I knew that I wanted to continue doing what I did 
Um, and now that, and now it's lifted. It's yeah. something that I never thought would happen. You All know, I had to do was hang on. Yeah. That's incredible. And this is a perfect segue. So earlier when you were speaking about your childhood and, uh, you know, we brought up the, the topic of fear and you reminded me of someone I love very dearly in my family um, is a college professor. And so when he's teaching, he asks every student at the beginning of every year, what is your biggest fear? And then what is your greatest passion? So we've already talked about fear a little bit. And obviously, like the fear of getting shadow banned or having your business getting shut down would also be um, pretty shitty as well. But I want to ask you about your greatest passions. Now, I didn't know this, that you uh, were a writer, a novelist. So that's clearly got to be one of your passions and one that you love so much that you were sharing it live on, on Twitch. So would you like to tell me about some of the early days when you first started writing and sharing some of your writing? Because that's a big theme on, on this show is speaking your truth. So that's pretty cool that you were sharing those types of stories. Would you like, would you like to explain a little bit more about that? Sure. I started writing actual like little romantic stories from a very young age. Like I said, I'm a hopeless, hopeless romantic to the point where I think something's wrong with me. You know, <laughs> I, I even brought this up. With well, thankfully that makes two of us. So yeah, yes, we're on yes, the local I'm listens so... podcast. You know, if you feel a little crazy, it's because you're in the right place. So yeah. <laughs> and I love that. And I love that. Who needs normal, right? right, right. Um, and I just recently came across this story I wrote in seventh grade, which was 24 years ago. And I am still friends with that teacher. Right. And I sent it to her and I go, you know, it, it made me cringe to read it. Obviously, it wasn't an erotic story, not at, not at 11 years old, but it was a, a little romantic story. And I have been writing ever since. I, I got into erotica, I would say like I was around 20 is when I started writing it down. I didn't post it anywhere. Um, I don't read erotica or do you read erotica stories at all? Uh, no, I'm not too familiar. I mean, so I used to work at uh, Walgreens and they would have uh -huh. these um, erotica novels on the side. Like, you know, they have got like all the, the cigarettes on the back wall and then they would have like Cosmo Cosmopolitan magazine and then they would have these erotica novels and the, the covers are uh, very attractive. You know, they've got some nice covers, but I, I never actually opened them. But what do you think uh -huh. most people assume about erotica in this genre and you know now that you've been creating your 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 own stories I'm sure you can share a bit about um you know what people could expect when they open this kind of book what would you yeah, say yeah you know um I I feel that people just have this misconception that like erotica or romance novels is like a porn just right. like the same misconception people have about the karma sutra you know um yeah that it's just all it's just like raunchy just, just dirty no yeah. as a matter and and everybody's different uh i strive to try to show the world that you could write erotica mm -hmm. you could talk about sex without using derogatory what i deem True. derogatory language True. um language is huge huge for me and as i got older you know i realized i'm like why do we use such hideous language, mm -hmm. what I deem hideous, for such a beautiful thing? Right. Like the word fuck. 
why is the word fuck used to describe sex? Like, mm. I'm going to go deep with you. I'm going to go real deep. Let's do it. People don't think about this because I think today's world, we're so desensitized. Absolutely. Because we have access to porn. We can see anything we want. Um, mm. We we wear anything we want. We do anything we want, which is okay. Right. But people have forgotten that the closest two human beings can physically be mm. is through sexual intercourse. And if you think about that, isn't that something quite spectacular? And it's you kind know? of funny that we would use a, a word like fuck to describe something so sacred. And, uh, you know, what, what would you say for anyone who doesn't understand? Like, I totally vibe with you. I, I completely see how like, okay, so you brought up the Kamra Sutra and on the surface level, it's probably, it just looks like um, a book full of sex positions, but that's clearly not the truth. And would you like to talk about maybe possible solutions to address um, not only the, like the overstimulation of modern culture with porn and things like that, but also like maybe the misconception about the goddess herself and this uh, connection with the divine that can be accessed through making love. What would you say? Yeah. Like, I, I, I really, my wish for people is to go deeper with it. Mm. Go, go, you know, the Karma Sutra was originally invented um, not just for the pleasure aspect right. of it, for mental health or yeah. depression because pleasure and you know the the pleasure of sexual stimulation that's good it's mind body soul mm. kind of connection and i am just looking at my notes real quick here because sure. i did want to add that the karma sutra attributed to a hindu god god shiva um and his you know his lover nandini um mm. and it's it's the book was comp- composed based on the vidas which is the, one of the oldest hindu texts so the Karma Sutra deals with spirituality and, you know, the goddess um, there is, is mentioned in a lot of Hindu myth, mythological texts. I put that in quotes because to me, it's not, myth, you know, it's not myth. I believe, right, right. Okay, believe yeah. it all happened. But, you know, the, the art of making love and pleasure, Tantra, and all, it's just, I feel like, we are so far from, mm. from that. We're so, there's no connection. And there is such a huge um, community of being sex positive right, right now. And I, and I completely appreciate, understand, and, and anybody should be allowed as long as it's consensual mm. to express themselves. But I want people to stop connect, to stop, um, seeing sex is just sex right. and remember that sex and love are it's okay to connect the two right oh <laughs> you know? it's much better to connect the two yeah it, it's so i was flabbergasted mm. the other day uh, upon talking to a young woman that was so offended at a, at a first date and a man bringing her flowers because i'm like oh. god it was over the moon and she thought it was weird and creepy. And she was offended that he didn't sleep with her on the first date. So the 
act of the affection and the act of care of bringing the flowers was creepy. But mm. the act of not sleeping with her on the first date was offensive. I think there's something really wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let me just say this. Whoever that man is who brought her flowers, good for him. He's he's doing it right. Um, hopefully he, he can meet someone who will appreciate his version of uh, romance because that sounds a lot like something I would do. But yeah, I, do, I love that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this, and I'm not sure if you've uh, spoke about this before on a on a podcast uh, with other other men. This does uh, this does apply to women as well. But since you have a very unique perspective, I'd love to ask you this. And you know, I've I, I've shared a bit about this on other shows, but especially in 2020 to 2021, um, I had just moved into my very own apartment, and I was all excited. I was like moving out of my parents' house, and I was gonna. Um, you know, find a nice lady and like live my, my, my own life without having anything to worry about. I had privacy, all that, but because of COVID it didn't really work out so well. And like not many people were down to hang out. So I spent a lot of time alone. And to be honest with you, goddess, I was definitely, um, I became addicted to porn for quite a while. So I felt cut off from the love. There was still plenty of sexual pleasure and that was yeah. never a never an issue there's plenty of that to go around but right. without without love it became draining and draining and slowly and surely your energy just drops quite a lot and now there's a lot of men out there who are supporting each other to overcome this addiction there's the no fat movement or there's just an interest in energy cultivation so is this something that you're familiar with can you speak on this topic especially not only for men, because this can happen to women as well, but the overindulgence of sexual pleasure can be detrimental without a source of love behind it. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's amazing that you talk about, you know, what happened and what you experienced mm-hmm. in being addicted to porn. And I think a lot of men and women uh, go through that. And I completely agree that the overindulgence of sexual pleasure uh, minus the affection, the love and the tenderness mm-hmm. can be very detrimental to a person. Um, I, myself, I've mentioned being, you know, a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I wasn't addicted to porn, but kind of addicted to hot guys, you know, okay. like just, yeah. just, sure, just sure. you know, and not in the sense of, um, not in the sense of, of sex, but just kind of in the sense of, Oh God, what would it be like? What a night, you know, <laughs> it just, my mind and that stems from childhood and, and the imagination the, is very powerful. Like just like when you're telling a story, right? Yes. The imagination is very powerful. Um, so I then in turn took that energy mm-hmm. and, you know, started in OnlyFans um, to try to express myself in that mm-hmm. way or perhaps, you know, write down whatever I'm kind of thinking about or whatever thoughts I'm thinking in in my head. Um, I think it's amazing that you've spoken about it. Sam actually also spoke about that, which I thought was very, was very big. And I have talked to many, I've talked to many, many, many people who both male and female um, who have experienced it. Um, Talking about it, I think it's just great on its own. Just, you know, um, we all, yeah, we, we all have, things 
you know, that we, mm-hmm. right, that right. we overindulge We're in all working on something. Is unhealthy, yeah. you know, yeah. weed is that for me, but again, whole nother topic. I could talk to you for hours and hours. <laughs> oh hours. yes. Well, I'll have to have you back on the uh, show sometime or I'll come on your show. Cause that, Yay. that is a great topic. That's like the, the ganja goddess herself is another yes. interesting character to interact with for sure. But yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And I'm glad that Sam is talking about it too. Like I've heard him speak about it on tinfoil hat and it's a great topic to address because, you know, it may not be porn. It could be like listening to music that is degrading the sacred sexual act in some ways, you know, it's not always like um, honoring this beautiful thing, which brought us all here. Um, It could be uh, degradation. So it's, it seems important to think about um, how to merge uh, the sacred and the sexual. And I'm curious when you're uh, creating your OnlyFans, um, what was that experience like in the very beginning? Like, and I'm sure just like, you know, becoming the goddess of Tetris and doing this, creating this persona, this online persona, I'm sure it must have been interesting, difficult, uh, exciting and fun all in one beautiful package starting this yeah. channel. So like, what was that like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. It was everything that you just mentioned (laughs) um my first dream ever my first first dream on twitch that i mentioned um i was on there a lot of people really nice very complimentary and then a guy comes on there and calls me fat and i'm very sensitive i don't think there are women out there that aren't sensitive about body you know, right. And I started crying on the stream oh, no. and, you know, I put the, I put, I, I got off the stream and it's crazy how you could have so many people compliment you. And then that one comment mm. can really, really mess with you, right. you know? And, and then I, I fixed my makeup and I got back on and I never looked back since. And yeah, yeah, another person that same night also made a, 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 like a a fat comment to me. And again, there were hundreds of people that say nice, very flattering Mm. things, but those things can really, really affect, affect you. And, and, um, Mm. in the Indian, Indian women are usually not, don't have curvy body types like I do, especially younger women, Mm. but I always did. So I always kind of heard things in in the from family not immediate family but just always like you know what man's gonna want you you're not skinny you're blah 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 just all kinds of things so there was that fear Mm. you know there there was that fear because you're showing your body right to the world and you're showing your body to people who can say whatever Mm. they want you know they can say whatever they want but it's hard to get more vulnerable than than that, honestly, right? You know, it's right, yeah. right. And in my journey of self love, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect or that I don't have some insecurities here or there, but in my journey of self love, I really, truly learn to love every part of me mm. for for what I am and who I am. Because if I did want to make any changes, that unless I love myself as I am. Mm. And, you know, I got brave. I was really nervous. So my stomach, cause I have like, like I call it, it's called a B stomach. You know, I'm just like, it's not like one stomach. It's like two stomachs. <laughs> so, 
it, that is, that is my stomach and I love my stomach, you know, so gotta I was really own nervous. It. Gotta yeah, own it. you got to own it. And I was really nervous. And when I showed it, um, people were like, we want to see more. So it was, a, it was a good, it was a good um, experience uh, on OnlyFans. I also set a price to where not everyone can access me. Um, I set a price to where people who really want to see that side of me will do so. Right, right. Not everyone will pay. You know, I get complaints all the time. It's too high. And I say, well, I can suggest this content creator, or this content creator for you. Mm, but here's my that. price. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm not desperate for, for the subscription. I only want people who want to be there. Um, aside from those aspects of me it's so empowering aside from that sphere of Mm. of what are people it's so empowering and i've had in the two years that i've been doing this i've had women all over come to women that i had no idea even cared or paid attention Mm. tell me that they've started you know an OnlyFans or something of of that nature uh, after seeing me and you know or i've had other women who are who have a curvy body type like I do and say that they were too scared. And then they saw me do it. And that is what counts. That's what matters. For sure. For sure. Well, it's so cool because I think it's a little obvious that, you know, you would attract male attention and that these, these guys, whether they're complimenting you or they're trying to shame you or whatever, being creepy, whatever they they might be doing, that is a given, right? That's uh, what you would, what you might expect on OnlyFans. But I was really, uh, it's really touching to hear that other women would reach out to you and be like, hey, you've inspired me. I love what you're doing. Thank you for being open with what you're, you're doing because you're helping others, other women who want to do the same thing. And it's cool because I understand the stigma of being um, OnlyFans is kind of like um, a reflection of what modern society has turned into, which is like, just like you said, perhaps a very desensitized uh, sexual culture. But at the same time, it's given you and other women the ability to own their own business, to, to be their own business owner and to take more control over not only your own body, but also what you can do with your own body. And it's pretty interesting. And I'm curious, were there any other inspirations for you personally? Because I can definitely see how you would inspire others, but who was inspiring you in the beginning or on this two-year journey that you've been speaking of? That's, that's a great question. And, um, and thank you, by the way, for, for the compliments. Of course. I was completely blind mm. when I went in. I, I honestly, not to say that there aren't women out there who inspire me. Um, I can name several goddesses now that I've met that inspire me all the time you know I call them my my sisters my Mm. IG sisters uh however when I started it really was just me and it really was the inspiration of wanting to show something slightly different Mm. you know um you had mentioned other women and I I did want to touch upon one thing I've learned in my journey with OnlyFans is unfortunately there are a lot of women who call themselves degrading names on OnlyFans or do things or create content for the sake of a sale or the Mm. sake of, of, and not being true to themselves. Um, 
I do love that I have the opportunity to change some of their minds. You don't have to call yourself a slut and a whore. (laughs) You don't have to do things with other women if you're not sexually attracted to them. Mm. You don't have to do things with anybody. You can go on OnlyFans and take a bunch of selfies. You know, you can make it your own. And I, I just... Maybe I'm going to make one. (laughs) You should. Yes. I will so tell you what hashtags to use when you promote it. Oh, cool. I will definitely hit you up for that. (laughs) Yes, you, you should. I think, I think anyone should. Um, I, I just think people should be true to themselves. Right. Um, And I'm inspired by so many amazing women. Um, Mm. But when I started, I literally had no idea what OnlyFans was nor had I uh, spoken to any other creators at that point. Mm. Interesting. And once again, perfect segue. You're such a great speaker. And I, uh, it's no surprise that now you've started your very own podcast. So all goes back to language. Like you said, you know, if you call yourself a goddess, you're going to empower yourself. And just from doing what you're doing and, you know, doing you know, when people say you do you, like your vibe attracts your your tribe. It's like, well, being a goddess as you are, you're going to attract Thank other you. other sisters into your your tribe. So tell us about the Goddess Grill Sessions. It's such a cool podcast name. Yes. I'm excited to learn all about it. Thank you. Thank you so much for liking the name. I <laughs> go back and forth with the name because it's long, you know, but I started on IG, solely promoting my OnlyFans. Um, and I mentioned earlier about losing two IG accounts. Um, yeah. so it wasn't just Twitch. It was IG. It wasn't well. just Twitch. No, this mm. is my third. This is my third IG wow. account. And um, upon starting, I, I didn't know what direction I wanted to go. Mm. Also, I had like many other people lost my career due to COVID. So mm. making money was at the forefront of my you know, my goals, my objectives. And I, I solely kind of just advertised my sensuality, not truly showing who, who it was. And mm-hmm. when I did streams, then I, I did just kind of solo, just chatting streams. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I do love, I do love to talk. I'm sure as you can see, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I had a friend, an IG friend, a male friend that was very supportive and nice saying, Hey, Tetris you are so much more than that. You're so much more than a pretty face or a beautiful face. And I, I, I won't lie, as I am a sensitive, I'm a cancer. At first I felt slightly offended mm. um, because I felt like, well, what do you think I do? Like that I just sit, sit there. That's not what I'm trying. And I realized what he was trying to say. Mm. He's saying what you come off as is just a person who's, kind of just sitting there looking beautiful and he knew me the person that Mm. i was so much more than that Mm. he goes why don't you try showing a little bit more about yourself and in my old career i was a manager and i interviewed people and i loved it Mm. i love grilling people and Ah, so i yeah i love grilling people um when i interviewed people for the career i never pre-did any notes or anything i just Mm. sat there you know stared them in the face and, and and asked questions so i decided to interview I started off with Twitch streamers mm. and it went from and I've interviewed an America's Got Talent finalist. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I, I knew I wanted to 
discuss certain topics. I think there are many different forms of podcasts, but I will say I have mainly heard podcasts where they're kind of free conversation about Mm -hmm. topics and those are great but i love certain topics like i've done the podcast on greek mythology yeah like saint patrick's day um different i have one coming up on kurt cobain oh cool cool okay yeah courtney love totally killed him by the way sorry i totally think so too (laughs) (laughs) so things like that it developed into this interview series slash podcast series Mm. and the friend that suggested i tell him time and time again thank you thank you because you're right you're right. And I, I I got so sick of being looked at as, as just content. If and mm. some people, uh, when you are an OnlyFans creator or something similar, or you're a porn star or a stripper, some people just kind of see you as content. Right. And they forget that you're a person. You know, mm. you're not always thinking sexual thoughts. You're not always in the mood. Yeah, you're not, you're not a not product. Always. You're a person. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So coming up, being a hostess and having goddess girl sessions um has eliminated some of that some mm. <laughs> there still is a lot but it's a work in some. progress for sure for all yeah. of us yeah. oh yeah yeah so i'm really happy to have that show and i'm really happy to show the world that i am so much more you know than just advertising only fans awesome awesome well i am very excited to have a listen and i'm re- <laughs> I can tell, um, you know, you're probably really good at grilling people and you were probably an awesome manager, but I'm so happy that you found a different path and one that speaks to you, mind, body, and soul. And it's really cool because, well, it is true. You are much more than just your physical looks. And by the way, you are beautiful, but I do want to say- Thank you so much. (laughs) As soon as we started chatting, I was like, wow, she is intelligent. She's brilliant. Like I can tell your full stories. I'm really looking forward to that Kurt Cobain episode. And speaking of the mythology that you brought up earlier, or, you know, the reality, because this is something that um, I've been waiting to ask someone in the uh, Hindu tradition, if you will. So you can see my shirt. It's got some UFOs on it. It's a classic, uh, you know, the disc shaped UFOs. So I'm sure... (laughs) Can you tell us about the Vimanas? Is that how you say it? The, uh, these, these craft or these um, vehicles, is that what they are? Yeah, yeah. And I have done a podcast on aliens, by the Perfect. way. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> and, you know, and I must say, I unfortunately don't know much about the Vimanas as, okay. um, you know, but I do know that, that those vehicles and that technology <laughs> were created long before ancient, ancient tech yeah. ancient so long before um human beings had the technology to to do something like that and right. i 110 percent think that we are not alone as mm. human beings and as with animals we're not the only species you know and I do think it's alien technology. And mm. I do sometimes think that aliens or the Anunnaki, which again, we can go for hours and hours, are the Hindu and, and the Hindu gods and goddesses. Mm. Um, I connect them with the two just because Hinduism is the oldest. Right. You know, it's like the OG. Yeah, it's the oldest uh, religion of, of the world. So mm. 
I think there's a connection there. And I, I apologize for not being. No, it's all right. So here's what we should do then Tetris. Maybe we can do another show sometime and we'll uh, talk about the Vimanas because there's another part of it too. You know, this, this topic relates to, and I'm sure you've seen this on the atomic bombs that were allegedly dropped in Japan. They had the inscription from um, the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, I am the creator and the destroyer. I think I'm paraphrasing and butchering it, but yeah, I mean, no, 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 you're actually yeah. completely right. Okay. Yeah. It's like the alpha yeah. and the omega, right? The creator and right. the destroyer. Uh, we have, yeah, so that's something I've wanted to ask you about. Um, and if you want to save it for perhaps we can do like a deep dive together, that'd be cool. Yes, Anything else on that you want to add before we um, wrap up to the conclusion here? Yeah, no, um, that again, you know, <laughs> that I just think that it, at this point in time in mm. life and in the world we live in today, I think that if human beings say that we're not, alone mm. i think they're in deep denial totally. or that there totally. isn't something out there despite anyone's religious views or anything like that i think they could be afraid of finding out that there really that is proves, yeah 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 that proves that that we're not alone and mm. i'd be honored to to talk to you and to you know to go delve deeper into the vimanas and you know anything aliens yeah anything. <laughs> let's do it i mean like you said you know the hindu tradition is the oldest of all of the spiritual traditions so it's definitely worth diving into i've really only checked out the bhagavad gita i probably only absorbed like three percent of it because i didn't have the right kind of guidance but there's a lot we could talk about and i do want to say tetris that Whatever we do talk about in the future, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm so totally honored that you came on to my podcast. And it's been a true blessing to speak with you. So before we wrap up, we have a ritual final question. Sure. If you could uh, think back to your past self, whether that was who you were yesterday or in the 90s, as far back as you want to go, your past self is looking for some kind of guidance. If you could go back and give your past self some kind of advice or tips or some kind of message to motivate them what would you say to your past self I love that question especially because it's something that I think about often Mm. and I would go back to when I was in high school because it was a really hard time for me Mm. um as far as being a, a woman a young woman um because I I just I really did and I really didn't truly like who I was. Mm. Um, the nerdy girl that, you know, never got the guys, but that got all everyone. The guys always asked me for help on their homework, basically. Mm. Um, I would I would tell my old self, you're a fucking goddess and oh, yeah. you need to be you. Mm. And if people don't like that, screw them. Right. You're gonna fucking be a hostess on a show and do beautiful makeup one day (laughs) and these same guys this is a true story by the way jake those same guys that make fun of you are are going to be begging for your attention one day Mm. and you're not going to give it to them because they're ugly on the inside so i would tell my past self be you love you because you're a goddess i love that that is such a cool answer and you just reminded me you know i close out every episode in the outro so you know please listen for this when you uh, go back I always say this last message at the very end of every episode. I always say, wherever you are, be here, be now, and be you. And I appreciate you 
you've been totally authentic this whole hour that we've been speaking. I can hear it. I can feel it. And I am, <laughs> I am very proud of you for all that you've done to empower yourself and empower others. And I appreciate what you will continue doing with the Goddess Grills sessions. Can you please share with us, where can we find your podcast? How can we connect with you, Tetris? It would be an absolute pleasure to stay in touch with you. So please share with the audience, how can they find you? Yes, thank you so much. Currently, uh, my podcasts are solely on IG. Uh, My IG handle is Goddess of Tetris. I have schedules posted as to when my podcasts will go live and they are all saved under the IG play button. And in the future, I'll get them on YouTube and all that good stuff. But currently it's it's on IG. Um, And I I really appreciate you having me as a guest. It's been, it went by so quick. It really did. That was a fast (laughs) hour. One of many though, we will uh, do this again to be continued. And once again, folks, it's the Tetris, uh, the goddess of Tetris, sorry. She is the host of the Goddess Grills sessions, the hostess with the mostest. And she came, yes. as Sam Tripoli says, she came and she dropped the hammer of the goddess today. So I appreciate you being here once again. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, you guys. Cheers. Ah, bye. Thank mm. you. Hey, thanks for joining us in the outro to episode 19 of the local listens podcast and wow what a cool soul tetris goddess i can't believe we had this opportunity to speak it's been unreal unbelievable incredibly profound and i'm so happy you were willing to come on to my show and share your story because i am assuring you for sure there will be people listening to the story who will definitely connect will definitely relate and who will definitely feel inspired and empowered by your wisdom and you have a lot to share you have so much to offer tetris and i'm really blessed that you came on here to share yourself with all of us and with that being said there's something else too that we spoke about earlier which was the vimanas and there are tons of hindu stories and parts of mythology of the story of the pantomime characters i'm so excited to get into it so I know for a fact that Tetris and I will be doing many shows together in the future, perhaps even a monthly special. So stay tuned, folks. That'll be really fun. But please make sure you guys go support Tetris Goddess. You can easily find her on Instagram and she will be doing Instagram lives, which are really cool. We got to pop in there, say hello, and please check out the Goddess Grill sessions. Sounds really cool. I'm going to be making a guest appearance very soon. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to get grilled. I love being a guest. So this will be very, very fun. But anyways, folks, hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks again for joining us. And if you want to join the conversation on Telegram, please feel free. Just bring your dankest memes. You can share videos, songs, whatever you want. Just come as you are. You can find us at t.me slash listeners. The local listeners community the llc unofficially and i'm really excited to have so many people in there sharing their memes not only memes but just their stories their insights their revelations so appreciate you guys and i'm looking forward to getting back in there soon there's always a lot of messages to catch up on each group that i'm a part of whether it's chance from the interverse he's got his group there's the weaving spiders welcome group 
a lot of cool stuff. Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy has his own group. And overall, guys, if you're not on Telegram, you should be on Telegram because there's a lot of cool people out there. It's a really great social platform that emphasizes the social aspect because, folks, let's be honest, we got to put the social back in social media. So hop on Telegram. I hope that the Tetris goddess herself will be on Telegram as well. That'd be really cool. Anyways, Goddess Grill Sessions. Make sure you guys check out her podcast. It's going to be cool. And without further ado, I will leave you with our special message today. Wherever you are, be here, be now, and be you.